Welcome to the Always Hope Podcast, a production of Willwood's Faith and Marriage. I'm Dr. Mario Sacasa, and grateful to have you joining me today. I have a special episode for you. Today, I welcome my dear friend, Jason Angelette, to talk about what life has been like as a widower. If you're connected with Faith and Marriage, you'll recall that on August 16th, 2020, Elise Angelette lost her earthly battle to cancer after a six-year fight. It's been about eight months since her passing, and I wanted to give Jason space to share some of reflections of what this new season in life has been teaching him. Jason, if you don't know, is somebody who has dedicated his life to marriage ministry and to the study of the theology of marriage. So he is well equipped to speak about the beauty of marriage and put his experiences within that larger teaching of what marriage should be. So Jason shares how 18 years of living a sacramental union has shaped him and the lessons that he has learned by bringing Christ into this current state of grief. This is a casual conversation between friends and we are absolutely delighted to have you join us and to be able to listen and for us to be able to just genuinely share this episode with you. So when it is done, please, please share your thoughts on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Mario Sacasa or on Jason's Facebook page. We look forward to seeing uh, and reading your comments. I love being able to interact with my listeners. Please know, please know that I am praying for you regularly. So let's get into this conversation with Jason Angelette. Jason Angelette, the Jason Angelette. <laughs> Welcome Praise back God. to the podcast. It is uh, great to be with you here on your show, man. This is awesome. Such a gift and uh, such an honor. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. You know, it, honestly, I don't have many questions. I don't even know what I want to do. <laughs> really, the only place I want to start is here. Yeah. I, I get asked all the time, mm-hmm. you know, by people who know me because because of our work together. Um, so everybody asks me whether I'm at a marriage retreat or I'm doing a parish mission or whatever. They, everybody wants to know, how's Jason doing? And they, oh, yeah. they always ask it. It was, it's like this. It's like, how's Jason doing? You know, yeah. how's Jason doing? I'm like, well, he's doing well, as well as you can be. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I give an answer and I, I, I never like speaking for you. It's not appropriate, <laughs> but, but I say he's doing well. He's yeah. not without his challenges. Continue to pray for him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here we are. Uh, we're in April recording this. Uh, we're at what eight months since Elise's death passing, just thereabouts, right? It was the sixteenth of August, 16th if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really just wanted to give you the opportunity to answer that question yourself. Um, you know, Jason, how are you doing? Well, you know, one of the things, praise God, uh, doing well. You know, God is good, and and that uh, that's that's really is true. Um, the Lord is is very good, and uh, he he comforts those right. He said he would do that, and um, you know there's times where if you if you look too far ahead from the day, it can kind of get overwhelming. Um, and so you know one of my my answers to that question um, to a lot of people really is it, it's the best answer I think I can give is just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting because thinking about that like really like it, we would be. Um, kidding ourselves if we could ever do more than just one day at a time sure so um the idea that uh that really just we have to take one day at a time and just and just enter into that day and be present and don't stress or worry about what the next day is going to look like and and try to think about how is this going to be for the next whatever just right now just take one step and one day at a time sometimes it's a minute at a time sometimes it's an hour at a time and but it's a one day and 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 god has been 
present each one of those days. Um, there's been amazing support, amazing uh, grace and, and love that have surrounded our family. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful for so many people's prayers. Uh, they truly are um, powerful in our in our family, and uh, I really do mean that. And so I thank everyone for their support for us and for our family. We've been showered on by with uh, meals in the refrigerator, gift cards <laughs> to many different restaurants and um, letters of support, encouragement, um, hugs. Uh, it's It's been such a blessing. So knowing that we're not alone, that we've never felt that even, you know, through the six years that Elise uh, struggled with uh, with her her cancer um, treatments and and surgeries and and all that. Uh, we've never felt alone, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of our faith, the beauty of our community, our friends, our family. Uh, so we're just again very grateful. I'm very yeah. grateful. I'm very thankful Amen. for that. Amen. Thank you for sharing that for sure. Where, where where do you feel that you are now, eight months later? What is what has changed in you? Um, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, you know, uh, it's 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 been difficult. I feel like a part of it's kind of like a wandering in the desert a little bit. Where before, I feel like I had this very focused mission of marriage, and then within marriage, there was a very focused mission of um, taking care of Elise and and staying on top of the appointments and the scans and and the medicines and and having that refilled and having that ready for the week and um, and then trying to to be focused and, and present in that. Um, I feel like uh, there's there's been a, a just time right now for trying to rebuild. I think that's kind of where uh, my focus has been. And uh, thanks be to God, work has been very understanding. And I've been trying to take steps just, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, trying to just take one day at a time and being attentive. I feel like the invitation that our Lord is is offering to me right now is uh, to, to, to be patient and to wait onto the Lord. Um, and and allowing God to kind of speak into this pain. There's so much of it. Like I wish I could just like fast forward this mm-hmm. this kind of time right now where there's uncertainty of things, um, and just get to me get get past this point. But I know that the my future, whatever that looks like, I've got to I've got to enter into this space and this place and this time right now, and allowing God to to work, allowing. Um, time to heal um, and to be able to to move forward because right now I'm still God's still calling me in this space to something right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And so, even this moment of of transition, as you mm-hmm. say, it is you know the the pain won't last forever, the grief yeah. won't last forever, but that there's value in this. Yeah. That it just can't be something that you can just fast forward and no. and get to the other side of. That there's something in your heart that needs to be attentive to and, yeah. and needs to grow and, and surrender or mature or heal or whatever the word is. Yeah. And that even in these moments, there's, 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 um, there's a process. Um, you know, one of the things I've been struck by as I've watched you in this journey, and, and I think you've said this, but if you haven't, this has mm-hmm. been my observation, is that like, because you guys had the six years of, of cancer um, and, and in that you had a pause. There was like a couple years in where yeah. we had the victory lap. You guys went to Colorado. Yeah, we did the cruise. I remember right. uh, Elise on the cruise being like, "I'm cancer free. You yeah, know, I'm having yeah. a good time." And yeah, um, and I think it was right soon after the cruise. I think yeah. uh, like in the fall that things started coming back. And mm-hmm. um, and and then so the last four years in particular, it just was it was it was yeah. just taxing. And then December. Things were kind of unknown, and then June, you know, the last couple of months is really when it kind of took the turn. Um, 
that I think about like my marriage and like after having a couple years of like an intense time, you know, it's like whether it's been, you know, I've lost a job mm -hmm. or, you know, we've had to move or mm -hmm. the grind of grad school or any, any of the things that really kind of test us that we get to the other side of it, but we get to the other side of it together. You know, it's like, okay, now, yeah. and then now we can like look back and like joke and be like, right, hey, right, you know, right. like remember when we got through that and yeah. remember when we used to not be able to afford a cup <laughs> of coffee or, you know, yeah. any of the things that we like joke about right now. But like we got through it like together. together. And I think the thing that, at least for me, when I see in your circumstance that, that makes my heart grieve the most yeah. is that, that you went through this intense six years yeah. and uh and it's like okay well now yeah. you're now you don't have her to, yeah. to kind of process that and to get through that together and then to be able to have that that experience so marriage is such um, a gift um and I, I i think you know one of the things i remember feeling that um kind of that really that loss i mean it's i know grief no matter how long i press the fast forward button there's always going to be a loss uh, in the heart. Like I, I think about when I lost my mom when I was six years old, and uh, you know, there's there's still that. I guess that's the that's the reminder though of of what heaven's going to be like. It's the mm -hmm. reunion, right? It's the uh, you know, Lord willing, we're all there and celebrating together with our Lord and and our God. Um, but uh, but having here, you know, we 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 experience many challenges. Uh, when we went to Disney World, I took the kids mm -hmm. uh, in February. We went um, during Mardi Gras week. We went to Disney World, and um, just wanted to kind of start start something new and 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 kind of break away from everything. And and we went out there, and uh, Elise and I, we 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 rocked the Disney World. Uh, <laughs> you know, she she was amazing. She had the schedule, mm -hmm. she had the organization, she had it all planned out. And mm -hmm. I, I loved it. I loved having that. That some people hate the structure and the, mm -hmm. and like we got to be here at this time. Got to be here because I'm like, if we go, we got to take advantage of all of this. Like yeah, you know, how much yeah. money we're spending. Like right, right, you know, right. we got to milk this for everything we can. You know, that's right. And uh, and she was great at that. Some people go on vacation. Like I've been living my life with schedules. I don't want a schedule right now. You know, get this. <laughs> schedule away from me and I'm like no this is how we're going to enjoy it and have fun you know yeah. so we uh we had uh, we had some help with uh, a disney planner and you know we had you know times disney and, planner there you go yeah. there's a job <laughs> right exactly so we had some help with uh you know getting the days put together and where we where we stayed and all that and so you know we drove all the way out to disney world uh, from covington louisiana we made the trek uh, straight shot and we, we got out there and it was just one that was like a big victory right there, you know, and mm -hmm. family, you know, trying to get your family out there and like the planning, the preparing, the packing, and you're in the car, the driving. Mm -hmm. And I just remember having this moment where like she wasn't there. Like this is, this was our jam. This was our, our time uh, together as a couple that we, you know, partners on the journey, we, we, we rocked it, you know, and, uh, and here I was just, I was doing it alone and it was just, it was really tough. And I, and I had to kind of snap out of that, that moment because, well, we were, I got the kids and we're in the place under on one roof and we got to get moving to the next thing. And then we had an amazing trip. Thanks be to God. It was awesome. Had a lot of fun. Um, and we, we came back home and so, you know, I came, we drove straight through, I was exhausted. Um, the, everybody made, we all made it in safe and, and everything just was great. Right. And I had this mm -hmm. moment where I'm like, okay, kids, like I'm exhausted. I've been driving. Dad needs to take like a nap, like a big <laughs> power nap right now. So I remember uh, laying down in, in, in the bed and then just having this kind of this heavy weight of like, she's, she's not here with me. Like she's, this was 
and it was there was this moment it was it was sad and it brought me to tears that um that she wasn't she wasn't there with me she we weren't together we i was missing her so much and um and then i started thinking like you know handling grief and things like that i'm like i was thankful that i had that moment mm. i was thankful that like cuz it, it again it shows how much i love her and mm-hmm. it shows how much she was such a, a beautiful blessing for me as a wife and a beautiful blessing as a as a mother for the for our children and so um i was thankful for that moment i was sad in that moment but it's you know I, i'm i'm not afraid of of like being sad, right? I guess that's the thing right. is that like we, we we're afraid that we'll fall into this pit of despair. Uh, what was that? Um, that? That's the what movie was that? Uh, uh, As you wish. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah, the pit yeah. of despair. It's pit right. Of despair, so, that's it. So anyway, no, like it's it's not like that. It's there's there's moments where where we're gonna be sad, and I know that. I I mean that was part of the reason why I picked for her funeral. I picked the Lazarus. Um, dying and 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 our lord it says our lord wept jesus wept like it's i'm but i'm not i'm not afraid because i I know that with god that he's going to lead me through that 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 difficulty through that sadness and um and so again i i I had that moment where i i I missed having Mm -hmm. her with me but you know one of the things that i'm also convinced by our faith is that that she's still at work that Mm -hmm. that there's still um, there's still this proximity that she has with the Lord. In fact, even closer now, and I feel like she is still there, um, putting her all into it as she always does, uh, did, uh, and is still doing now. So, um, you know, yeah, there's a there's a physical absence that's that our family is 100% feeling and experiencing, but um, but we know we're not alone yeah. in many ways. Did you guys watch Wandavision? We did. We watched that together. Was, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The line uh, from that is, I guess, it's in one of the episodes. And spoiler alert for anybody who's watching who hasn't who hasn't seen Wandavision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the theme, I guess, I shouldn't say spoiler. One of the major themes of the show, of course, is is grief. Yeah. And um, and Wanda herself is experiencing a tremendous amount of grief. That's right. And and the line where Vision says to her, um, "What is what is grief if not love enduring?" Mm, or love persevering it. or something. Yeah. It was some, one of those two. I can't remember if it was enduring or persevering, but but the effect is that yeah. that she's feeling guilty because she's grieving or feeling sad. And uh, and he comes in and just reminds her that um, you only grieve that which is good. Yeah, Like there had to be something good there for you to grieve. Right. Uh, because when it's not good, like maybe we've had bad jobs. You know, we don't grieve those we don't jobs. Grieve, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're like good riddance. You yeah, know, I'm yeah, out yeah. with peace. Right. Uh, you know, when our car is finally at its last, yeah. you know, mile, and, and we've had I it. Don't for... grieve the loss of my box TV that I used to have. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, not not for your 4K <laughs> yeah. television that's waiting for you at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your 65 inch <laughs> Best Buy purchase. But uh, <laughs> you know, like none of those things we. Uh, uh, we don't grieve, but the things that va- are of value, we, yeah. we grieve. And the things are of, that are of the highest value are the things that when we lose them, we grieve the most. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I commend you certainly to allow yourself the, mm-hmm. the space and the time that when you feel that, to, to experiencing it. And I think that's a lesson for all of us because, I mean, here obviously we're speaking about a particular type of grief, the yeah. loss of your wife. Um, but we all have things that we've aspired to or, or dreams that yeah. that we've tried to to seek auditions that we've tried to to go after or opportunities that we've we've, we've tried to get and 
And some of those things just don't work out. Yeah. And whatever hope we had in those things manifesting or materializing or 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 engaging in, um, when we when we lose that, those are things that we do need to grieve and and do need to allow ourselves the space that's needed to be able to say, okay, I just I do feel sad. Yeah. And sadness is being just part of the the regular human emotion and condition. I remember, um, not too long after Elise had passed, we uh, some friends of ours invited us to come with them to um, the a condo that they have in in Destin. And there was a moment where, um, where uh, we were all kind of dancing around because that was always a dance was a big thing in our family. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Elise was always having fun, uh, up, always up for some 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 dance. Hey, you're you're a pretty good dancer yourself. Oh, I saw you at the well, cruise uh, yeah. cutting the rug out there, man. Well, you were, you know, I'm sitting next to her, and I just kind of fake it till I make it. You <laughs> yeah, know? no, you just so, so, uh, <laughs> so she. Uh, so we were all um, we were here. We are um, a few weeks later. Um, we're in Destin and uh, we're just having fun one night. Um, we have like the Just Dance on YouTube uh-huh. playing so yeah. everybody can, you know, kind of join in on the dance floor in the living room and we're all dancing. But then one of my daughters just, she was just real sad because we, we would do this together as a family with this other family and um, and she wasn't there. Uh, and and here we are kind of having fun and maybe kind of feeling guilty about it or whatever, maybe she was. But I remember sitting down to her, uh, sitting down uh, while everybody was dancing. I said, you know, it's okay that you're you're sad right now. If you don't want to dance, that's that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with you being sad right now and, and missing mom. And I said, and at the same time, you know, I, 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 it's and it's okay that that your siblings that they're it's okay that they want to dance because that's that's okay for them to do that right now too. Um, so just you know this idea of like, you know, I don't know. I just it's a it's a there is something very um, challenging, obviously, about the loss of, of, of someone so close to you. But at the same time, uh, we've got to keep our focus of, of where where we're called to be. I'm, uh, you know, one of my friends after the funeral came up to me and said, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of death. Hmm. Um, you know, he just seeing Elise and, and being at the, the, the mass and the homily and, and just knowing her and, and how she lived her life her life was pointing to something um, bigger than just right here, a good time here. It was pointing to to our ultimate reward. That's what she suffered. Uh, she all offered up her suffering for that and and all the time for others and and she had that as a as a tremendous focus. It was just beautiful to to be able to to be a part of that in her uh, to see that in our life and and to not lose focus of that. Yeah. yeah. What I learned at the funeral was that you married up. <laughs> I almost spit water out on your microphone. Yes, I, I, I've been saying that for years, yeah. brother. Like I, I had I, no idea. Yeah, I had no, no idea. Hundred percent married I, I, up because I, I always knew you, and my yeah. m- my relationship with with Elise was through you. Because I'm not yeah. from here, so I, yeah. and, and not being from Covington, I didn't know. You know the the Charbonnet, you know clout oh, yes. that that exists on 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 in Covington and at oh, St. And Peter's and beyond, man, and like, beyond. Yeah, exactly. And going into Steubenville and different places and stuff. Yeah. I had I had no idea. And then you know we get to the funeral and I'm hearing all these stories and oh, you're seeing hundreds of thousands of people kind oh, of out there waiting. And I was like. This guy married up, man. He married into like Catholic royalty over here. I had no idea. Well, you know, the, it was the, the 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 day before the funeral. There was a visitation. It was uh-huh. four hours. And it was supposed to be two. It was supposed to be two. It was four hours. I mean, the the line, uh, 
snaked around in the church outside the the door down the hall or down the the sidewalk uh, and down the block and and then the next day for the funerals another and two it was hours. steady and it yeah. was steady that that long line was steady i was there and i couldn't i couldn't believe it yeah, i it mean was, it was it was solid remarkable. a solid six hours and this is during COVID time yes, so this is that's right uh, august of last year i mean i think that if if it if, you know, if this was pre-COVID, we would have been, we needed to use the Superdome, I mean, to, to accommodate. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's it, true. But, you know, to the story about like yeah. marrying up, there's so many stories I could, I could point to the fact of that I married up. But like, <laughs> I, I remember one day going into um, one of the parishes around here and uh, I was, I went to meet with the pastor and uh, the secretary, she sees me and yeah. she, and, and I'm walking in and she says, you look so familiar. And I'd just been doing this show on mm-hmm. WLAE, yeah. Issues in Faith. Issues and we, in faith now yeah. it's, you and I, we do it now. Yeah. Faith and marriage, Faith and marriage today. today, yeah. But um, but a little plug right there. But the point was is that so like we're I'm doing issues in faith, and I've been doing it for about a year and a half, and we have been having guests on from the area and, and having these great little interviews and stuff like that. And uh, I never had done this before, but uh, I kind of when she said that, I was like, well. I am on TV, and she says, "No, is your wife Elise Charbonnet?" And I was like, "Yes, that's uh, I am. I am the husband of Elise Charbonnet." That's my and, and I told Elise loved that story, but it was just I was like, "I I, I completely one hundred percent agree with that statement." That I I hundred percent married up. Yeah, that, that's I didn't realize that until that day, and it was really remarkable to see. Uh, her life and yeah. uh, how many people were touched and blessed by it. Hundred percent. That you know, you spoke about her her um, approach of how she uh, went through the cancer and how she always offered it, you know, up yeah. and in 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 a particular way to, for people and prayed for them and and took that very seriously. Yes. But it wasn't, from my understanding, um, as an outsider seeing this, mm-hmm. and what I've what I've heard in these stories is that it, it wasn't that like it was the cancer that unlocked this, like that that was right. who she was, yeah. And she was already doing those things, yeah. And just that the her approach to cancer was the same approach that she took to to other aspects of her life. She has an amazing faith. Um, when so when I in my personal life when I first met her mm-hmm. I was really struggling in faith I, I was holding on by a thread and you had I don't know if you've heard I've heard you tell the story before yeah. being at, at Franco's which oh, yeah. is a gym and seeing her walk in and oh yeah talking and to your buddy and, yeah, and being yeah, like yeah. who's that and he's like don't bother yeah, don't even bother. Like, don't bother don't bother right and, did you know I had no idea I just knew there was already just something about her yeah, yeah. was 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 captivating right. beyond than than not it was she was just amazing so I, I remember but as we started dating um and and i started to know who she was i began to realize what was that that big it factor what was it that was so and she had this faith and this love for god that was uh was wildly attractive and 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 i wanted to be a better man and it, it drew me closer into my relation i think that's like the, the role of beauty the be- beauty something beautiful is not meant to be like you know it's the the beauty is meant to be something that's leading you to the one who is beautiful yeah like she her beauty led me to the beauty of god yeah. her love her her it was just that that's i think that's what we're supposed to do with the blessings and gifts and talents that we've been given is not for our self glorification or to point to ourselves hey look at me look what i'm doing it's it's always like the saints are always pointing to god mm-hmm. our lady pointing to her son 
And so I, 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 she was that in the flesh for me. She was this real life walking saint from the very beginning who drew my attention away from myself, away, even from past her, beyond her, into this relationship with God that, that led me then to wanting to know more about my faith. And then we moved to D.C. I got a degree, a master's in theology at the J.P. 2 Institute. Like that was all her fault. Like that was yeah. like I had been struggling and trying to figure out the whole faith thing. And then I finally saw someone who was walking it way better than I'd ever seen before in my life personally, for sure. And, uh, and I, I, she had this confidence and this love for God that I just, I wanted, I knew what was missing now in my life. And mm-hmm. I wanted to finally give God a real shot at being the Lord of my life and not just somebody who sat on the sidelines that I kind of maybe tagged in every now and again, but someone who was really going to be uh, a moving force. And so once that happened, um, you know, I, I can't, again, I keep coming back to the, the credit in my faith of the witness and the life that Lee's lived. So yes, when, she, when so it just makes sense though. It wasn't like something kind of just snapped or, you know, some kind of a new thing. Like it, it, it was, that was already part of her history of struggling with things in life, like having her mom and dad have a divorce and, and struggling with being, um, you know, without that, that intact home. And, and what did she do with that suffering and watching that from her mom who tremendously led beautifully in faith and her family to allow this conversion to take place in their home, to allowing her faith to really blossom and to really allowing the faith to be something real in her life. And so then it already made sense that then when things are happening in life, what do you do with it? Well, we go to God with it. And he really gives us the grace to be there for us and to walk us through. So, so then cancer comes in, and and obviously I'm not denying that there was already grace operating before, during, and after. But the fact is, is that it wasn't like a, a this brand new like where did this person come from? Like it just it it just further um, it put a spotlight on something that was already there. I felt like for me at least to see that there was something beautiful and faith filled that she was going to carry this. Uh, with grace and 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 faith. Yeah, yeah. The analogy, of course, that's always used is diamonds are are forged. It's just coal, you know, yeah. prearranged under pressure. That's right. And so the 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 carbon atoms are still there, but they just get rearranged into a way that actually become a, a perfect element. Yeah. Um, which is really remarkable. Yeah, and so to that point, right? So that then the the cross of the cancer allowed God's graces to shine. Uh, brighter uh, than maybe before. It was just, you know, the the pressure of what or the the stress or the strain or the the challenge the, of the heaviness of the cancer allowed God more, like that made her made us vulnerable to His graces and to His love more. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, how did you how did you experience that as her husband walking with her? I mean, throughout I remember those six the, years? the first day that we found out that she actually had cancer um i remember just sitting down in the 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 room and she's sitting to my left and the 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 lady just basically walked us through and uh the 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 mammogram that they did the ultrasound and all that and said that you know you have cancer at least without like skipping a beat she didn't like break into tears she didn't like just fall down and 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 collapse or like that which i guess i'm sure most people would do you know obviously hearing something like that she was already like okay so what's the next step and she actually had um had already had in her heart like she kind of knew that this was happening and um and so she already had like well instead of that doctor i've kind of i've heard about this doctor that i'd like to maybe talk with and i mean it was just she was already on the move and she was already um like it, it didn't slow her down it sped her up yeah yeah 
what's the ain't nothing gonna break my stride <laughs> ain't nobody gonna <laughs> slow me down <laughs> oh no and she kept moving and she did and, and that's the thing is that like so she carried the cross she and and again uh she's this was what Bo said father Bo, her brother at the um, during the homily you know quoting elise like you know why not me people some people say well why me like and she said well why not me and she literally had a book that she would write down, like a little notebook that when people would give, send her prayer intentions, whether they would messenger on her phone or social media somewhere, she would take that prayer intention, she would write it down, and she would carry that with her um, physically and also in prayer during her infusion appointments or whenever she was just late at night and she just couldn't go to sleep or she was sick because of the chemo or whatever. Like she leaned in to that cross using the with those prayers it's it's saying this was the thing that like i've heard people say sending me letters uh messages that i learned what suffer how to suffer because of elise like how to what to do with our suffering the saint paul says i make up for what is lacking in christ's affliction you're like well what's christ lacking saint paul and it's 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 us participating sharing offering up our sacrifices and uniting it to his Amen. so there's nothing absent lacking in christ except our participation he wants us to be brought in and 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 because of what christ did on the cross he rewrote the book on suffering so then our suffering becomes something that can be redemptive and so that's redemptive suffering. And so that's the old expression that people would talk about and say, well, just offer it up. And and we've kind of lost that, I think, nowadays. And I, I feel like if anybody has been had picked up the mantle and picked up that sign, um, it was Elise and doing it a beautiful job of reminding all of us, like, offer that up. Your suffering is not wasted. Your your cross that you're carrying has has glory waiting for it if we carry it through. Amen. Amen. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Mario and I'm taking a quick break from my conversation with Jason Angelette to encourage you to check us out at faithinmarriage.org. If you're enjoying what you're hearing from Jason and you want to read previous blog posts or to check out his videos that he's putting out, please, faithinmarriage.org has links to all of his digital content, as well as if you're interested in checking out previous episodes of the Always So podcast or some of my blogs, you can read those also at faithinmarriage.org. But above everything else, we would love to invite you to one of our speaking engagements or to one of our marriage retreats. Dates for all of those are available again on faithinmarriage.org. So we would love for you to be able to continue this relationship that we're trying to foster through these digital means. Love to be able to meet you in person someday now that we're able to, to reconnect and to have speaking engagements and marriage retreats and doing all the fun stuff that we used to do again. So check us out at faithinmarriage.org. You guys were married for 17 years? So we were married in uh, August 3rd, mm -hmm. uh, uh, August 2nd, no, August 3rd, 2002. The numbers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Eight, uh, August 3rd, 2002. Yes. Uh -huh. 8, 3, 2002, and she passes 8, 16. So we, were, we had just celebrated our 18th, 18th year anniversary. anniversary. So, so we were in our 19th year of marriage. So 18 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And you're in marriage ministry, obviously. Faith yeah. in marriage, here we are. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Uh, what what if now that the now that the journey is yeah. in terms of your marriage is mm -hmm. that that marriage is is complete in the earthly sense of yeah. it and everything that you've studied with regards to the theology of the body and yeah. the church's teachings about the sacramentality of marriage as you reflect back on your relationship now yeah 
what would you say to a young person who's about to step into that adventure? Oh, I, I mean, it's it's a beautiful gift. Marriage is such a beautiful sacrament. It's such a beautiful um, journey in faith. It's, I mean, I, it's, it's, I guess I would tell everybody um, that you know, in marriage, this is it's a it's a mission that you're you're entering into uh, to witness the love of Christ in His church. And first and foremost, and so the love that Christ had for the church, you've got to model that. You've got to, um, you know, that's that's your game plan. That's how you're going to express your love for your your beloved, because the goal is heaven. Mm-hmm. So you go to you get married not because well it feels good, it, it seems right, um, it would be easier in life, or I just I can't stop thinking about her. That's those are great things, like you know, but it's it's ultimately behind all of that. Those the what what marriage is how it's been designed from the beginning is that it's made from it's made for heaven is is marriage is meant to to draw each other in love to bring and to lead and to love you closer to God and to uh, and to as heaven as the goal so even if you look at marriage and the sacraments you've got sacraments uh, seven sacraments and there's sacraments of initiation sacraments of healing and then sacraments of the salvation of the other and in the where marriage falls in is the sacrament at the salvation of the other and so the primary focus that the church teaches is that you know you go into marriage about what you're going to do for the other or like in confession, you go in, you confess sins, and then you're you're forgiven. You go to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and that's Jesus. You're receiving our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and the graces and the union that happens. It's beautiful. But in marriage, yes, there's a union there, but it's also what you're going to do. I'm going to basically, again, what St. Paul refers to in Ephesians 5, it's the love of, of Christ in this church. That's the that's the model. That's the shape. That's the way that your love is supposed to look. So if, you, if you're going into marriage thinking about how, you know, she's going to serve you or all the things that you're going to, you know, get to do and things like that, you're going to be greatly disappointed because that's never how it was designed for. And so there's a lot of disillusionment. So it's always, I think, really important. That's why we would love doing married couples retreats because it's a great place to remind couples just when you're committed into your daily prayers and things like that too, to help remind you that your marriage is got a big purpose. It's got a big plan. So the tragedy in marriage is not that you didn't, you know, like Elise and I, we 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 uh, we thought about it and we we hoped for the day where we were both old and gray, you know, holding hands on the rocker on the front porch, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the real tragedy is is not not getting to that point. The real tragedy in marriage is that you would have gotten to that point, but you didn't love each other to heaven. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, think of people. The expression used to be uh, it, better to have loved than lost. Mm. And to not have loved at all, mm. um, wherever that comes from. I don't know if it's a song lyric or a poem. Right, I don't right. know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not cultured enough to know all these <laughs> things. So, but but I, I find that the, that value is is lost among the younger generation, where it's it's like I could hear somebody listening to your story right now uh-huh. and talking about the grief that you're experiencing and the the sadness you've talked about, and say, well, then was it worth it? Would be the question. Like this is where you end up. This is where you're at, you know. And and you mean people can't see your face, but your face immediately was like, five is not even a question." It's <laughs> like, like absolutely, this is not even like, a thought. What are you talking about? Of course, it was worth it. You absolutely, hundred percent. 
uh, I, I wouldn't change an absolute, if I knew how it was going to be written out, I, I would, this was a, a gift. This was a gift from God that I got to be her husband. Like I'm, I'm convinced that the Lord wanted her home at 41 and, uh, and man, the, the gift that I got to have of being her husband, uh, loving her on this earth, um, having a family, um, children, memories, um, the witness of faith that I got to share in and be a part of. That is an amazing, amazing gift that um, I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, you know, my, my dad actually, um, he's lost both my mom and my stepmom. And my dad, I remember saying this not that long ago, he's saying, you know, what a gift that God gave me two amazing women in my life. Hmm. And and it's, again, the perspective if, if to love and to be hurt by that love um People want to throw it away. Mm-hmm. I think they're missing the the fuller picture and the the full uh, beauty of what love is is meant for on this earth. Like it's again, it's a participation, a sharing in God's love that's also pointing us to the full embrace of love that we're going to experience in heaven. That's right. And so it's it what all of this is a reminder. Yes, it's it's hard and it's it's there's challenges and it's difficult. I'm not I'm not sugarcoating this. Like this, like our marriage, like we we weren't perfect. We mm-hmm. had our struggles. We had our issues. We had our things that we didn't fully deal with and 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 needed to work on more and do better and all that. Um, but again, it's it. You, if you lose perspective, if you lose why, maybe maybe you say it like this. There's uh, the 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 thing that she always would say was you know glance at the problems but gaze at the savior. You know, there's a lot, all these things like you go to a doctor's appointment, you don't know whether or not you're going to get another round of bad news, you can get good news. You don't know whether things are going to go well or go bad enough. And it's like, well, what you can look at the the challenges around you, um, or even all the beautiful blessings around you. And if you if you lose focus of Christ, who's supposed to be at the center of your life, it's easy to sink as Peter did when he stepped out of that boat. I mean, you know, Peter stepping out of the boat had the courage, had the faith that was literally walking on water, but the attraction of the storm pulled focus and he began to sink. And so the point is, is that there's a lot of things that we can maybe think our marriage to be, um, where we have different ideas, our own ideas, the world's idea, and then there's God in the middle. And the same is true, like in marriage, there's going to be good things are going to happen. There's going to be bad things are going to happen. But if, if we if we continue together to walk on that out on that water together in faith with our eyes fixed on Jesus, I'm telling you, I, I just I, I, I it doesn't it doesn't take away the cancer. It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the suffering. It doesn't take away the hurt or the work that we need to do to better ourselves. But it gives us a way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Get fired up. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's, all, it's so good. Praise God. You know, because the, the, the mystery of it is that we can only love when we're vulnerable. And, yes. And we can only be in intimacy and relationship with another person when we experience vulnerability. Yes. And all the research supports that. But the challenge is that it's almost like, well, it's it's this. This is one of the issues that I see among this young generation is that we rather than finding comfort or security in a person or comfort and security in an, in a thing and in, 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 in somebody, we find comfort and security in having our options open and yeah. maximizing our possibilities. And so if I have as many options as possible open, that's what makes me feel secure, because mm. if, if, if one thing falls, yeah. well, I can pivot to something else. And so. Like, but the the problem is that when you have all these options open, it it 
it stunts your growth because you can never actually do the investment that's required in one person. That's right. And that investment is a risky investment. Yeah. When you give your time and your dedication and your attention and your commitment and your focus and your love and everything that you are to one individual, it, it's a risky prospect yeah. because, but it's only that risk that then allows for yes. the great reward, yes. which is companionship. That's it. Which is maturity, which right. is holiness, which is growth, which is all of the things that we speak about. But it, it only happens when you when you make that firm commitment and when you start closing off all the other options. Yeah. Um, in an episode that I did with with Sister Josephine, she talked about the word um, decision. I never thought of it this way, that the word decision is connected with I- incision. Y- you know, when mm-hmm. you think of like when, when you're about to make an incision, you're going to cut something. Right. And so it's like you're the, the, the phrase is trying to get at that you're cutting you're cutting that thing out from from the other stuff. So it's not just you're just cutting, but you're actually removing, separating that one thing that you choose. Thinking about like when you played the game, the arcade game, and you, know, you got the claw that goes down, you know? Like you choose the one teddy that you're trying to go after and you grab it and you're removing it. To, to decide is to say that you're going after that one thing and that one thing will be removed from from the other things. Yeah. And, and that process um, is one that, even now, you know, as as Elise passed and 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 obviously she she passed away last year, but here you are saying that even eight months later, the grief, the everything, you wouldn't rewrite anything. You wouldn't no. go back. It, it, this is the way it had to be. Like you have to choose. You have to commit. You have to engage in life, knowing that putting your desires out there, putting your hopes out there, means that you might get hurt. Yeah. But you don't not do it because of the fear. You do it. Not say despite the fear or the possibility, you do it because, because it is what God has invited you to. It is the path it's that path. leads you to, to 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 the treasures of life. Because you can look at all the joys and the the moments of happiness and the growth in yourself, your own faith, as you said, grew in response to this relationship. That there's so many blessings that have come um, that we just don't have sight for that anymore. We don't have a perspective for for that type of decision making it's it's anymore. so true because um that that you so you, again to make that point you you it's it's beautiful that that path like the, if you're looking for that that fullness right of that of that relationship or like the love that that relationship is is asking demanding you know in love you you have to take that risk you have to be vulnerable and you can't like you can't sit there and, and think about like plan b Okay, so if this doesn't work out, I've got to start lining up my options, right? Like you, some people in a company, when they they hear that there's like a restructuring and, and management is like being changed out, and then you're like, okay, is my job at jeopardy? And then you start like, while you're at work, you're almost like you know looking up like you're new, brushing up your LinkedIn yeah, profile. Exactly. You're, you're doing all the things you know to get ready, yeah. getting that resume looking great mm-hmm. and yep. and starting to make some phone calls. But you're you're now you're divided or like that, and and I I would just you know you can't do that. That's that's now in have, marriage. In you marriage. could do that in right, your right, company. Right, if your company right, is about exactly. to downsize, that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> right, Get right. proactive on that. We're yeah, not. Right, we're, exactly. not we're not saying that. But, my, my but point in marriage, is you, you yeah. can't you can't sit there and start like planning out the next phase because right. you've got to go all in. You've got to lean into that path where it's making you more vulnerable, and and and, and you have to lean into that. And and that was the thing is that like like even if I knew that like that it was only going to be you know eighteen years of marriage. I, I I went in going all in, um, hmm. not like 
pulling back and holding back the last year. Like it was, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like you, you can't, you can't be afraid of what might happen. Um, especially when love is calling you to go deeper and to go further in what might be painful at times in a sense of like the love that it's requiring of you. Like a lot of times we're, we, we, because of fear, we want to pull back and want to protect ourselves. Uh, it's like maybe people like going back to maybe nine 11 when the towers are falling down and the firefighters, the, you're, they're running into the fire versus people running away from it. Right. But they're, they're called in this, in their role as firefighters and they have it in their heart to go out there and, and to save and to, and to, and to, and to rescue. And in love, it's, it's calling us to sometimes run into the fire, um, to to go where mo- maybe other people wouldn't, and to not be afraid of what might happen and, and how you might look on the other end, because when it when it's all said and done, remember that love is is was your is the res- the response that we're called to in love is the invitation that Christ is calling us to be with Him for all eternity. If we if we don't want that kind of love, then we don't want. God, because that's the kind of love that he's calling us to. Yeah. I hate to be like maybe too hard on that because, but it requires some, we have to, we can't do this alone. We can't do it alone and can't do this. I know this is a family show, but we can't half donkey. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't want to bleep myself out here. (laughs) You know, everybody knows the word I'm trying to well, say. It's, there. it's because you can't it's, you can't ha- you can't half it you, whether marriage or the spiritual life. It's like, you would do that because you're you're afraid of how it's going to hurt you. That's right. right. Because you're afraid that if you if you knew um, what this was going to do, like if like I, I'm, I, I don't want we have to go all in. That's yeah, the thing. you have to, and, and, you're, and, that's and, you're, the, and that's the that's it's almost the irony of it is that like you're built for it. And so when you don't do it, you're stunting your growth. Yes. And you have to do it. But to do it. Like you, there's only one option. You, Better you, you for can me only to go. Say, the words I think that uh, I'll use the words, Lord's the 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 the, the Lord's words. <laughs> I got you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, the Lord said, uh, "Unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it will not bear fruit." Right. Um, those who wish to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life will find it. Yeah. And that's what we have to do in in marriage. We have to give ourselves. Away, uh, and you look at you know the the greatest act of love, our Lord, you know, dying on the cross, and Saint Paul, you know, this is a profound mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the Church again. That's the kind of love that we're called to. Um, it's a love that is that it has to be one that is strengthened, empowered, and enriched, and led by the Lord, because um, you can't do it on your own. Amen. So I'm thinking about about hope. Obviously, mm-hmm. not title of the show. That, that theme comes up a few times in this podcast. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> it's a great theme. It's a great theme, I think. In in when I think about the definitions of hope, there's really kind of a couple. Chesterton has a comment. It says something like, "Hope is hope is a, is a is a virtue that's only exercised in the darkness." Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said about hope being that light when we're experiencing darkness. That even when our our life is in crisis, when we're going through some difficulty that we don't know uh, what the outcome is going to be it is the virtue of hope that that serves as the anchor um, that we that we cast our expectation on. And and that's the image that, of course, is used, I, I believe, in, in, in the Hebrews, the letter to Hebrews, uh, where hope is the anchor of the soul. And that anchor has got to be, you're not going to, it's not going to be some wimpy anchor. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be right. 
like you want the anchor almost to be as heavy as the boat itself. You know what I mean? Like you want it to be like it may topsize this thing because you want to make sure that sucker is down there. Yes. And when the storms come and that it, you're, you got something you're going to hold on to. And so we think of hope in that sense of of it being a, a light that gets turned on in the darkness. And mm. and the emotion, the, the, the literature speaks about that also in the psychological perspective as like when we look at the positive emotions, Barbara Fredrickson, her work, she says that what makes hope unique among the others uh, when you think of delighting or and wondering or uh, gratitude, that hope is the only only positive emotion that gets elicited in a negative time. Mm. Like you feel happy because you're in good company. You mm. know, you feel gratitude when you've received something. It's always a response to something positive that's happening. Mm. But hope is the only positive emotion that gets evoked in the midst of of a crisis. Mm. So we think of it in that way. That that's one. But then at some point we also need a transition to think of hope as. Uh, as and, and and this is what uh, Rick Snyder's work really kind of ha- captures, of hope is like this this map towards the future. That even if you're not in a crisis, you still need hope. Like hope still allows you to have some perspective as to well, what do I want to do in my life, and where do I want to go, and what's the sense of agency that I have and control that I have over my life. Now, of course, God's going to guide all those things, but genuinely, like, what do I want the next steps to be? And so I find that. Hope gets activated. It's it's a similar virtue mm-hmm. that gets activated in both of these. And so we're talking about in this moment of crisis, you know, in, in this time of grief and sadness you're experiencing. You've spoken very beautifully, reflecting on 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 your wife and on Lisa's life, and how much meaning has come from that experience. Mm-hmm. But as you think then about, and maybe it's too soon for this, but like looking at the second definition of hope as kind of like, well, well where do you see yourself yeah. kind of eight months from now? Um, is it too early to ask those type of questions or is it still just a day at a time or it is know, a day at a time, but what do you I'm, think? I'm leaning into that hope, right, that you just mentioned that that um that the Lord has not abandoned me, mm-hmm. that I'm I'm not um I'm not forgotten. That's right. That he knows uh he knows my pain. Yes. And he he knows, you know, where my heart is and uh, that I know that he he wants to uh, breathe new life into that uh, that heart of mine, and to allow um, whatever the the future that he has prepared for me to to come together uh, according to his plan and his way, whether that's uh, whatever that looks like, and in, in, uh, maybe in marriage again, um, maybe I don't know. I just but trusting in the Lord. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to is I want to discern my steps in the Lord. Knowing that that we have a God who who really loves us, He He desires our good um, more than we do. Uh, he wants what's best for us more than we do, um, and so I want to be I want to be patient. I want to be aware. I want to be open. I want to be hopeful that that the Lord is not finished with me. That mm-hmm. He didn't just bless me with an amazing wife and then take her away from me, you know, and then leave me high and dry, but that He is still He's still with me now in the in the pain and the the in the challenges of of rebuilding, but in the in the future uh, that he's going to be continuing to be fighting for me to continue to be being my my father in heaven who's going to provide his child with a, a good gift you know so um so yeah there's there's a hope in that and I think the fear is is there as is is I think for uh, we as we're on this side of things um but Satan's wanting to to draw our focus into that 
that that pit of fear, the pit of despair, right? He wants us to to get tripped up and to deny or or, or doubt that God's really going to do something for me or for us. And that's the thing that, like, again, going back to that hope, that knowing that we have a good, good father. We have a father who loves us so much. And just because things don't feel good, just because things are, are really challenging, that doesn't deny God's existence, nor does it deny God's love. Um, and so he is He is still, God's got a plan. He is working in our life, and uh, and he's not done with us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, so the, the second question that I always get, is well one how's jason doing <laughs> and then the second question is uh so is he still going to be a faith in marriage and i'm oh, like really yeah yeah that's the oh, other yeah. one you know like how's he gonna is he gonna do marriage ministry now that he's like a widow i'm yeah. like you don't know jason it's <laughs> <laughs> <I>, like <laughs> I, I love I, <laughs> I love the work that we do with faith at, with faith and marriage i love marriage so much and I, and I love helping couples grow in their love for for god and for each other i i so much i mean the future of the world and of the church passed through the family and that family mm-hmm. is founded by that married couple that that committed to a life together with our lord and i want to strengthen that as best i can because i know so much of the of 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 um, God's love is is so needed in the home. Um, Mother Teresa Wright says uh, you know, one of her famous quotes: "You want to change the world, go home and, and love your family." And so, if there's a way that I can kind of help families and couples grow in that love for one another and 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 change the world, then man, sign me up. I'll be I'll be there helping out. And uh, and I and I think one of the things too is that the perspective that Elise has given me, um, the Lord has given me through Elise, and and what I've learned, uh, I hope maybe that that could be a blessing for others. That that there are things that you know, I, like I, I was I was talking to a friend about, like you know, making you know, get into arguments with your wife sometimes, and this and that. And I'm like, what I would give to be in a knockdown argument right now with my wife right now. Mm. Um, and and there's there's perspective and and just knowing too that like as much as I tried at my work and everything to really cherish my wife, there's that line that Saint uh, Saint Augustine had said, "Beauty late have I loved thee," <clears throat> and I feel like in marriage, as much as you 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 think right now that you are cherishing your spouse or you appreciate your spouse, I'm telling you, there's so much more that you don't know that you're not aware of just of, of yet until until there's a there's an end and uh and and so always be ready to be amazed and be surprised by your beloved always be ready to to share um yourself even further and go deeper even even when you feel like there's those moments where you want to close your heart or walk away um always be be the benefit of the doubt and knowing that um they're just somebody amazing that god has put in your life that our lord wants you to be just captivated by and and to really cherish and to love all the days of your life amen all right man (laughs) well we're wrapping this thing up (laughs) Anything but else? Whatever the Lord wills, man. That's... Any any final comments? Anything else you want to offer? Oh man, uh, I love being with you, brother. I love <laughs> love these conversations, and um, and I, that's the thing is, is having hope. I, I love how you said that in the in the positive and in the sense, but also in the negative sense that 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 we have to always remain hopeful in in all of our situations. That God is with us; He's not abandoning us. And and even if we don't see the full picture, we've got a God who is dynamic, who's amazing, who's going to make like one of the things that Lee's always, uh, she loved um, hearing, uh, you know, the Bob Marley song, Every Little Thing's Gonna Be All Right. And she sang that, that was ringtones and things like that around the house. Um, 
that everything everything is going to be all right because we uh, we have to believe in that because we have a God who is so good and so powerful and so amazing that He loves us so much that He's not going to let this go without it coming out all right. Amen. Amen. Well, there it is. Wrapping this sucker up. So God bless you, Jason. Thanks so much, man. All right, that does it for today's episode. Listen, if you are a young person who is interested in marriage as a vocation and you want to know more about what marriage could look like, then listen to Jason's story. Follow him on Facebook or Instagram. Pay attention to the way that he talks about Elise and about their relationship. Honestly, their story is one that should be communicated. It is about as good as you can get in today's modern world about knowing how to bring these truths, these teachings of the church into a modern context. So I hope that today's episode brought you a little bit of hope and and joy and encouragement today in the midst of whatever personal doubts and trials that you may be facing. So God bless everybody. Check me out on Facebook or Instagram. Leave a comment write a review on Apple Podcasts, and I'd love to continue this conversation of being able to hear from you, my listeners. Many blessings to you, and I hope that you are having a great day. Take care.